Welcome to Citizen the Pod. On today's episode, we've got a great lineup of topics. We'll be talking about the three B's. Aunt Becky, Joe Biden, and Bob Mueller. Stay tuned. What's up? What's up? It's your girl, Kina Zantel, and we are back with Citizen the Pod. Voters, patriots, citizens, I'm so grateful that you spend your time listening to the show. Thank you very much. And today I am super excited to welcome my friend, my legal counselor. You know, you need these kind of people in your life. I'm sorry. If you don't have somebody with some sort of legal knowledge, I suggest you get some. Okay. Um, Rashid McDuffie, how you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here this afternoon. Listen, I've been trying to get him on the show for a while now. You guys know whenever I work hard to get someone, I'm excited. So today I'm super excited. So he is the assistant corporation counsel for the city of Buffalo. What is, what does that do? What do you do? What do you do? Here's a, here's the short answer. We try to get it right. Okay. We are attorneys that represent the city of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that means we are in a litigation posture defending the city. Mm -hmm. Many times it means that we're sitting at tables just like this and having conversations to prevent a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. um, overall, the goal is always to make sure that taxpayer dollars, make sure our residents are properly represented, to make sure that as we move this city forward, we make sure everybody gets a fair shake at the economic progress that's going to happen here. Mm. Awesome. Listen, so all you JD candidates mm. out there, you have... Plenty and plenty of opportunities to practice law in various different ways. Ooh. Okay. You don't have to be a corporate lawyer. You don't have to go to Wall Street. Correct. You can go back home. You can support your city. You can support the citizens of the city you grew up in. So you got options. I, I want to touch on that really quickly, right? I, when I go and speak to students, mm -hmm. especially law students, I want them to know that I didn't pass the bar the first time, mm. right? And and when friends or when people who support me over the years hear that, sometimes it makes them cringe and they say, mm -hmm. "Why you don't, you don't tell that part of your story? You're doing very well. You're working for the city. You're making good money. You're going. You know your future's moving ahead." But I don't think you can get to that point unless you honestly own who you are and what you do. So right. I feel like it's somebody listening to this right now mm -hmm. who's struggling with that bar exam, mm -hmm. who's struggling with the law school courses. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know, get through that journey because it's just going to make them a better attorney uh, in the end of that whole process. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a tool that resonates in any field of work that you're passionate about and you believe that you can succeed in doing. I'm an entrepreneurship. I've taken tons of losses, but I see them as lessons, That's right? right? That's right. So, you know, as you move through life, you realize that the, the wealthiest people all had setbacks. Their, yes. their stock portfolio probably crashed 10,000 times That's before right. they got it right, before they got, you know, the right gut feeling to know, mm -hmm. okay, this is where I should invest my money in, or um, this is the real estate transaction that will succeed. So... Keep working hard, okay? And I'm happy I got him here because we've got two legal cases to talk about, okay? <laughs> yes, we so do. I'm gonna start with the one that's actually the funniest, okay, all right? Let's do it. So Aunt Becky is out here. Oh. Let's be real. Aunt Becky, we got a barbecue Becky. I mean, it's been a lot of Beckys, okay, all right, okay, that we've okay. talked about in the last like Buy my year. child into the school Becky. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, cheat on the SAT, Becky. <laughs> Like, and they come for us for like uh, for affirmative action when really we're qualified students who just want to sit at the table. And we know that 
many times, depending on who's on the, those admissions boards mm-hmm. and what their and what that makeup looks like, that has a direct impact on the, the children or the kids they decide to put into these elite programs. We still work hard to get that spot. We are still just as qualified and capable as other candidates. But again, we're we've we're being shown white privilege, financial privilege, wealth privilege, economic privilege. I mean, Felicity Huffman from Desperate Housewives, not Desperate, yeah, Desperate Housewives. I love that show on Mm -hmm. ABC. Mm. But she was willing to drop some money, okay, to make sure her kid. I I think went to USC. Uh I mean. But let's touch on that. Mm-hmm. That is not a bad thing. To want the best for your kids. It's not. It's, it's not a bad thing. And I, and I I read the story, mm-hmm. right? Because at first you hear the college admission scandal. But it's mm-hmm. like, what is it really? Exactly. And, and I think what it is for me, if I was talking to like a fifth grader about it, right? Or, mm-hmm. or an older person about it who didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I would say it's the definition of when privilege goes too far. Okay. Right? You want... So you, you want your child at the best school, mm-hmm. and there are legal ways yes, to get definitely. them there, right? And, and I think that that's the important part. We're talking about people with money and with privilege. Right. These were not people who needed to take this step. We're right. talking about multimillionaires, as you pointed out, actresses. Uh, I think on the list of 50 defendants, yeah. there is a jewelry store owner. <laughs> right. right? There, there are a lot of folks there, but I think the bottom line for it is they want to ensure that their children get into the best schools but they want to do it outside of coloring the lines, right? right? The line should have been, do a legacy. Hire do a, donation. a tutor. Hire Make a, tutor. a donation. Right. right. Build a building in your, you know, in your last name. Exactly. I mean, come on. We know. <laughs> we know it. those buildings are named after <laughs> nobodies. That's for sure. But you don't, right? Because this, this is a, a three-parter. I thought mm-hmm. it was a two-parter initially. The first part is... The, you have the athletic portion of it. Right. And the here's the way the athletic portion would work. I'd say, hey, you know what, uh, Harvard, I want Rashid Jr. to go there. And I give them a $450,000 check. And they say, okay. Then they will take that $450,000 check and hire, hire, quote, unquote, one of my children or my child as a recruit for that program. Mm-hmm. A child who was otherwise unqualified to get into the school. <laughs> right. A child who probably has never practiced that sport, who was never in that sport competitively. Right. And now suddenly they are in one of the best schools in America right. academically right. doing that program and doing that um, that um, school sports recruitment that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. So that that's part A of it. Mm-hmm. Part B of it. Right. Is the next piece is literally having someone, a professional, go in and take your test. Because I thought, how were how they guaranteeing these students <laughs> right. higher test scores? Well, here's how. They had two preferred schools. And you could go to one of the two schools. Mm-hmm. If you went and took the test, just some ways to give you extra time. Mm-hmm. So test is over for everybody else. No, no, little Jimmy gets another hour. Mm-hmm. Little Jimmy had questions one through 10 wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh no, we're going to make it a little adjustment on those answers so that they're right. Or if little Jimmy just does not have the capacity to do it, we'll hire a professional to sit through that exam for Jimmy. And we're going to pay everybody off who is connected to this process to the tune of like $10,000 bribes. And the parents were paying between 10 and $15,000 for these test results. And I think some of those scores uh, some of those amounts actually rose to $75,000 to pay for those tests. Big bank. Third part of it. Now, those same parents who have now paid $250,000, in some cases $6.5 million, to get the child through this full process, mm-hmm. now go and claim that on their taxes. 
Right, the third piece. Yes, you heard. Yes, you heard. Wait a minute. So they get to write the money off. <laughs> they are writing yes, it off okay. illegally. Yes. So right. So what they do, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. they put the donation in, but they're putting the donation in with a not-for-profit. Profit. Yep. And so I was then get to they that are for claiming sure. the deductions on their taxes. So that's the three parts of this um, scandal that we're looking at right now. And fifty people are currently defendants. They're being charged with bribery. Uh, wire fraud, right? Because whenever you're talking about the federal government right. charging people, mm-hmm. they've got to charge for a federal crime. So mm. you'll often see obstruction of justice. You'll see theft of honest services. Mm-hmm. You'll see bribery. You'll see wire fraud. That's is that really, tax fraud? Tax fraud is it when you put could, it on your... could be tax fraud as well. Okay. I think what they were initially charged with was not tax fraud. I think the, the crux of it is... Did you do something over a state line? Mm-hmm. Did you do something that included multiple states? Okay. And because we had 50 defendants who were in different states, that's why the federal government wanted to look at it. An interesting thing about this, the scandal was not the target. Right. Okay. Right. 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 The, what initially happened was there was another investigation that was going on. Mm-hmm. And one of the people who was the target of the other investigation. Flipped on them. Flipped. And flipped. Said, right. And flipped and said, hey, I will give you information Mm -hmm. on that if you give me a break on this one. So this got on the radar unintentionally. Right. And Rick Singer, who is the mastermind behind this whole scandal, Uh right, has already pleaded guilty. Yes, he has. He's already pleaded guilty. He's done his due diligence with the feds. He's got everybody he's needed to on tape, mm-hmm. basically saying that you're you're gonna make sure that you're making the you know writing the check out to the charity, right? <laughs> That's right. And the, and the other person's on the line, and I guess this is Aunt Becky's husband. It's like, yes, sure, <laughs> got it, done. Like, no, no care in the world, right. all light in his voice, feeling real good. So. You know, it's just funny to me. And they they're also they also stated that the non for profit's goal was to actually help poor students. Mm. When in reality, his corporation, he's claimed himself and has said publicly his job is to help wealthy students Absolutely. get into these colleges. So Absolutely. it's just it's just so unfortunate that we are hearing this story. We've got a black woman that's currently in jail because she used her parents' address Obvious. in order to get her child. Uh-huh. Into a better school and a better district. I think that that woman got five years. Um, But I I think this conversation about the college admission scandal is a more global point, right? Mm -hmm. The the more global point is this is just getting you in the door, right? This whole scandal is about what doors are open initially. Right. The second part we're not even just just exploring right Mm -hmm. now is what happens when the child gets in the door. Exactly. Right. And and if you have a wealthy child going to Harvard, going to Mm -hmm. Yale, going to Princeton, going to USC the likelihood that they'll be able to stay in the process because they won't have to worry about a second job or a first job. They can focus exclusively on their studies. Mm -hmm. They won't have to worry about rent or paying like back loans. Mm -hmm. They have that support network. Not true for poor students. Not true for a lot of minority students. Mm -hmm. So um, this piece of it is just the tip of the iceberg, but Mm -hmm. really the larger conversation for me is not just getting them in the door, getting them through the entire process. So from... Right from first year to graduation. Mm. See, this this was a juicy story. All right, I think everyone was pretty surprised when this story hit, uh-huh. and it was just it's just an interesting conversation to have right now when 
the the phrase white privilege has is being tossed around more and more, especially with the Democratic, you know, the Democratic nominees and everyone who's running for office, because everyone wants to address real systematic issues this time, which is crazy to me because I just feel like white people didn't even know the phrase of white privilege mm. until Fox News started trying to find a way to have a narrative that made the word negative to them okay. and to their viewers. So I just think that this is a, it's a crazy story and the Beckys are just out here trying to win. I mean, Becky with the long hair, Becky with the blonde hair, <laughs> Becky at barbecues hating. And now we got Becky just walking into Harvard because she can do that and because she paid her way. Um, next up to talk about is yesterday. The two year Bob Mueller investigation has ended. Dun, dun, dun. And I haven't even, has anybody, have you seen a Trump tweet yet? Or is he just hiding out because he's going to just break him out on Sunday? Because, you know, he's not going to church. He's going to Twitter church. Yeah. He's just going to go off. Don't expect to see anything different from Donald Trump. Here, Here is the reality that I think many people should get about him. He doesn't care what the report says. He does not he care. He cares what his supporters think it says. Exactly. Right? That's, right. That is what his goal is. And what his supporters are going to say, and what they've already said is, we know that this report is a lie. We, right. We know that this report is not going to tell us the truth. There is He's no collusion. Tell us the truth. That's right. There is no collusion. No collusion. It's funny to me because I feel like the... Unfortunately, I feel like the Democrats have put a little too much weight on the findings of this report mm. in regards to our 2020 narrative for taking back the White House. I, I'm going to say I agree with you. And for me, here's what I need to see a Democratic presidential candidate do for me. Give me the roadmap from I'm a candidate to I'm in the White House. Mm -hmm. Show me where your votes are, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to win Ohio. I'm going to win Florida. I'm going to win the big states we are with. Show me the roadmap mm -hmm. to get there politically. Right. And then show me what you want to do once you get there. Mm -hmm. and, and I think for me, I'm more concerned with winning right now than I am with hearing your policies and priorities up front. Mm. I need to know you got to win. I need to know you can win, okay. right? And, and okay. so... I appreciate seeing diversity in the group. Mm -hmm. Oh, so do I. Uh, a Stacey, right, Abrams, a, right, a, a Beto, O'Rourke. I appreciate seeing that uh, and, and all the other folks. My question is, can you win? Mm. Can you win? Because if it's just a diverse group of losers, then I, I'm not interested. Right. And, you know, well, I think, and another part of this, too, is I mentioned that, I mentioned those things to say, like, the House Democrats are trying to create you know, also support mm. the narrative for the party moving into 2020. Okay. So, you know, if the conversation continues to be hinged on, you know, whether or not we impeach this president. That's right. Where, you know, if, if nothing comes from this report, because they haven't indicted mm. the three major people. They no, haven't indicted Jared Kushner. No. They haven't indicted Trump Jr. No. Right? Or the daughter. Or, or the daughter. Trump. So that means... He's going to be able to use that as his argument. Yeah, there were people in my cabinet that were bad people that did, you know, bad things. Bad things yep. But I wasn't it. It wasn't me. Or my family. Right. Uh, right. Because I think more importantly for Donald Trump is don't touch my kids. My right. kids are off limits. Um, 
I want to touch on the point about impeachment, right? Mm -hmm. Just for the viewers. Mm -hmm. Here's what impeachment means legally. Right. Impeachment is just an accusation. Mm -hmm. It means you are we are accusing you of a crime. So think about the DA's office, mm -hmm. right? We're accusing you of robbery. Okay. Now you actually have to prove robbery. So you get right. the accusation in the House. Okay. You get the trial in the Senate. Mm. I raise that point to say this. The House could potentially impeach because we have the votes. Right. But there's no way that you're going to get a conviction in the Senate. The not at all. Numbers are not there. Not and at I all. And I believe that the conviction would have to be a two-thirds vote. There's right. no way no 67 way. senators, which would be, you've got a majority Republican Senate right now, right. is going to go against this president. Mm. They, they are afraid of him. They yes. move at the beat of his drum. Mm -hmm. So I think the strategy of impeachment is from me, from my standpoint, it's just poorly thought out. And right. Just the numbers are just not there. I mean, listen, March tw Friday, March 22nd is still going to go down in history, though, That's as right. a day That's right. Bob Mueller finished his investigation and sent it to our new attorney general. Barr. And yeah. Barr has re actually released, recently released a letter. Uh, he sure has. Basically uh -huh. stating, yeah, what, basically stating that he was open to the idea of really releasing as much information as possible. Don't buy that. But you know, I, Do I, I don't buy, buy I don't buy it either just because when he was, <laughs> when he was asked this question directly during his hearings, of course. He didn't want to answer the question then. He he. So for, so all of a sudden the narrative is let me release this letter to make it seem as if I'm gonna be forthcoming. When as you stated, we shouldn't buy it. No. And then the president also recently did a tweet that basically says, "Yeah, you know, senators vote to release the uh -huh. report because make you know make it look like you got you're gonna do what you should be doing." Don't buy it. It's the Mueller report is being released pursuant to federal law. That mm -hmm. part's important, right? Right. Mueller has to, under 28 CFR section 609A3, has to give the report. Okay. Pursuant to that federal law, the attorney general has to either review it and say what he saw there, is it worthy of reporting any improprieties to the House and Senate, mm -hmm. and to say if there are any relevant next steps. Okay. Legally, he's required to do that. So okay. he had to say that part. But the reality is, who pays, right? Who butters that bread? Who is making sure that he maintains his position as Attorney General? Right. Uh, Donald Trump, yeah. the same person that you're supposed to be, right, looking at looking in, into in this objective Criteria. Right. We, we know that's not going to happen. And, and we all pretty much saw, you know, 45 dog walk Attorney General Jeff Sessions God. at in any time he had the opportunity to throw this man under the bus. Sure they threw him under the bus. Uh -huh. And, you know, he continues to really I'm not I'm just not I'm just not understanding how leadership figures in the Republican Party can be thrown to the slaughter to support someone who didn't become a Republican until three years ago. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, John, one. John McCain uh -huh. is, has been getting getting trashed. His name has been stepped on a million times by this president, and the man isn't even here uh -huh, to, defend, to himself. defend himself. And which, and when he was sick, the man even took jabs. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he, like I said... I don't like Jeff Sessions. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I can't believe I'm going to defend him right now. But he is a he is a leader in the Republican Party. He has upheld every racist, mm. um, corporatist, 
Republican platform there is to uphold. And, and, then even, and then some, uh, and then um, some. for years, That's right. for years, he has a strong record of being a champion, a warrior for the GOP. That's right. And they have no problem throwing him under the bus, throwing him under the bus because everyone is scared of this president. And But the same is true about the other people who investigated him. Right. Robert Mueller, people sometimes forget, is a well-known Republican. Republican. Same thing for Comey. Right. That, that is that's what made this um, this investigation, as opposed to the Bill Clinton investigation, mm-hmm. so unique. Mm-hmm. In, in the Clinton investigation, you had a number of Republicans pursuing a Democratic president. Mm-hmm. Here, you have a number of Republicans investigating a known "quote unquote" Republican. And does it shock me that the Senate Republicans are not going to like rock that boat? No. And, and if I were them, I might not either. The overall benefit that they get by supporting him mm-hmm. is they continue to maintain power. They continue to be right. Republicans. Right. They continue to have a, for whatever that's worth, Mm-mm. when they go to their constituents and they have those town halls and people fight with them, they are still senators. Right. They still maintain a certain amount of integrity, authority, power, all of that. Mm-hmm. Do I think that they're going to give that up to go on principle? Nah. No, of course nah. not. They would be <laughs> short-sighted to do that because their goal is really keep the two of them and try to flip the house again. So you absolutely, it's like Hillary Clinton said, Republicans like to get in line, Democrats love to fight. So it's the end of the Mueller investigation and people are wondering what's next. Exactly. And we had a midterm election where we overwhelmingly voted Democrats into the House of Representatives, the House True. of, what am I, House of Representatives. Representatives. Yes, yeah, duh. I know, House. I said it right. Hello. <laughs> um, second guess myself for a second. You got it, don't worry. Um, and they are, they they want answers though. Whatever answers didn't come out in this report, they're still going to try to get some. What do you think the House could do other than, I mean, we can do a bunch of hearings. bunch of hearings, bunch of subpoenas. Uh, I don't know that we're fully complete with the Mueller investigation. Mm-hmm. And here's why I say that. The Mueller investigation um, will likely include in it some tidbits of what potential criminal investigations may also be occurring mm. or may give okay. us some information about what still could happen. Okay. Here's an example. Um, a part of the Mueller investigation will potentially talk about the fact that they never got to personally interview the president. Right. And, and that piece could come, become an important part after the president is no longer in office. Okay. Right. The general rule is you do not prosecute a sitting president. Bets mm-hmm. are off, though, as it comes to a criminal prosecution of a president who's now stepped down. Okay. Um, there, so there's going to be some possibilities that not Mueller himself will investigate, but that the information within the report will be utilized to conduct future investigations, mm-hmm. uh, potentially in the Southern District of New York State, which is where the um, Russia meeting took place. Right. And if there were other acts that occurred within the four corners of New York State, then the New York State AG's office, to the extent that they were state violations, okay. could pursue it. Interesting. Um, the House has to, you mentioned the House has subpoena power. That's right. Uh, I heard the, I don't know if it was the chair of the Judicial Committee, but he recently said that he'd be willing to subpoena Mueller. How much information do you think 
Bob Mueller would actually want to disclose in a in a public hearing in front of the cameras. <laughs> I think if you are Bob Mueller and you're counsel to Bob Mueller, you work out the details before you go to the hearing, mm-hmm. kind of like Mike Cohen. Okay. Will this be public? Will it be a confidential hearing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know you get to the finish line with that, though. Okay. Because ultimately the House and the Senate must act in concert. Mm-hmm. And the action that the House and Senate take would likely be subject to some sort of veto by the president. Okay. Right? That's, right. That is a potential. I think that we don't get to the finish line with a House investigation. Okay. I think we get information that will put us in a position to say, presidential candidates 220, here's what you can use. Mm-hmm. Here's what people want to talk about on the trail. Okay. But I, I don't think we get a solution politically. I think we may get a, a an electoral solution mm-hmm. and probably a criminal prosecution question. Right. And depending on how some of this shakes out, there may be a civil um, aspect where defamation comes into play or things like that come into play. Mm-hmm. But but I don't see us getting to the finish line politically. So we can't like march around DC yell and lock him up. Yes, we you can. Just, I mean, you we, can. We just got to wait till he gets out of office. Do you want to really lock him up though? So so Yeah, it, I want to see that man in a yellow suit. <laughs> well, I do. do. He that? would be cute. I think he would be cute. I think he would be cute in a yellow suit. It, in the number, in terms of numbers, so, so, so I'm gonna say yes, probably so. You you contrast the orange, yes, with the, the, the yellow, orange, listen, exactly. <laughs> to pay popping, blowing in the wind. I'm just. But where are the numbers, right. right? People people get excited about it. People say, let's do something, right? We've heard Maxine, Auntie Max, and yes. others say, impeach the man, get him out. I, yes. I've been at meetings, and, and she'll say something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, then you'll just end up with Pence. And the response is, which is scary to me, by the way. Woo. Scary. Yes. Pence is a smart version of Donald Trump. Right. Can you and, imagine and, if the man was smart? Do you want a smart version of Donald Trump in <laughs> no. office? Who, no, no. Other Republicans actually like and want to work with. Right. I mean, don't forget he's he used to be in the uh, he used to be in the the government. Right. right? He yeah. used to be in the legislature. Yeah. He's got those relationships. Mm-hmm. He will use them to do even more sinister things than the person who's there now. And he has executive experience. He was a governor. I believe he was a governor. So smarter, more savvy. Exactly. We, I think the right answer is folks need to get out and utilize their power of the vote to get not just this round of folks out. Exactly. But I think it has to get happen on the state level, yes. the local level. Yes. Remove all trenches of Donald Trump mm-hmm. at all levels is, is the right answer. And at all costs. So that means we've got a surge into 2020, just like we did that good 2018. Y'all know what to do and where I'm going. Anyway, we're going to keep going. <laughs> we're going to keep going. We've got one more to- one more topic, which I think is a very interesting mm. one. Um, it was recently reported that Joe Biden is more than likely going to run for president, and he was considering immediately, right? Uncle, Uncle Joe. Joe. <laughs> he didn't become Uncle Joe, though. Let's be real. <laughs> Until the great <laughs> and the mighty... Obama saved his reputation Sanctioned for it. black people. There like he, Obama gave him the the alley oop. That street okay? cred. Okay, yes. That street cred. That, and that progressive cred, kind what well, kind of progressive cred? I feel, that's listen, progressive and black don't always go together. Mm. So I don't even. That's, that's a whole nother topic, mm. right? Like we, as, as a lot of times people assume because you're black, you are progressive. And that's not, that's the case. not the case. We're some of the most conservative people, actually. Yeah. We know this. Uh huh. Some of the most conservative. But they, 
you know, media likes to make assumptions and uh-huh. we're going to leave it there. Anyway, so <laughs> Biden wanted to immediately choose our homegirl, right? Because we got Uncle Joe. We've got Auntie Maxine. We got our homegirl, Stacy down in Georgia, mm-hmm. showing it, showing people how to get it done, how to really win these elections. It's all about ground game and field game. Sure. And which forced, so, which didn't even force. We wanted to overwhelmingly support her in different kind of ways, which meant small dollar donations. Mm. She made a name for herself, did her thing. And now I feel Biden wants to run up on her coattails. Let's go there. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's, let, go, let's there. go there. I feel like he need, <laughs> he need her. She don't need him. She's qualified. If Beto uh-huh, O'Rourke uh-huh. can run for president, uh-huh. Stacey Abrams can run for president. Well, let me give you the pushback. Mm, okay, so, so here's go. the pushback. And, and no offense to my Buffalo Bills lovers. I love you all dearly. <laughs> okay? I love you all dearly. Yes, meaning we I'm do. not one of them. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Do you want to get to the Super Bowl? And lose. And you got to go there. Do I respect what Stacey Abrams has done for Georgia? Mm -hmm. It almost went blue. Mm -hmm. I I respect it almost. Almost. Did she win? Right. Beto O'Rourke. Did Did you win? win? Right. Like, what is all this excitement about people who lose? I Uh, I want a winner running for president. Right. And so when I hear you say, somebody I love and respect say, Mm -hmm. Biden's on the coattails of Stacey. What coattails? What does she have to offer? What position does she have available for Biden to get? She lost. Right. And and I respect you have to underscore all of the potential fraud, voter fraud that happened in Georgia. Because I right. think it's real. Yeah, and I think we, I think we all real. believe that she probably won that race. But when you disenfranchise a million people, <laughs> then and what? Yeah, what and you, you lose by less than 500,000 votes, then... Yeah. That was your 500,000. There you go. Yeah. But I want to see somebody knock him out of that seat. I don't just want to see somebody who gives me the excitement of Obama. I want you to get the Obama win, too. Right. And and if that's not Stacey Abrams, which I'm not sure it is, or Beto. Right. I want to see somebody who's strong like Biden. But we got to be real. Biden may not make a full term. He's up in age. Yes. And we love Uncle Joe. We do. We love we Uncle definitely Joe. Do. He can come to the Spades game. Sure can. He, he can come to the cookout. He can lemonade Yes, with he you. sure can. But is he going to make it four years? And if he doesn't, who goes on that journey with him? Right. Who goes? So, but let's, if she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been a valuable conversation piece. Uh-huh. If they, if his team didn't think that there was a need, like no go, shoot, pushing, pushing a vice presidential candidate this early in the game, like even letting the media get a get an idea Some of that, yes, of was about like testing the waters. Like that wasn't a mistake that uh-huh, that story came not. out. They wanted the idea to float out there to. Because there's a few things people always say. People are saying Joe Biden's not a great fundraiser. <laughs> he needs help. He needs help. He may need right? help with that. And having Stacey Abrams there helps galvanize young mm, black women, mm. progressive groups to consider him as a nominee. Uh, he he's been in office for a very long time which means he has so much in his closet okay. that there is something out there for <laughs> us to dig up and find, right? But isn't that true of all of them? It right? is, it is, but Anita Hill, 
the visual Uh-oh. of Joe Biden Uh-oh. and the three white men in the room across the table from Anita Hill. Going right? on with her. Um, what else? We have the 94 crime bill. You can't get away from that crime bill. You that can't they, get away from it. If you've been in office that long, supported. you can't. Yes, they did. They all supported. They did. And even Charlie Charlie, Charlie Rango supported it. I mean, he Was said. one that, of the Yes, he of. said that is the worst piece of legislation that I did. He said it. He has no qualms in saying it. So he's going to have to answer a lot of questions about his past. Period. And I really feel that. I just don't. I also don't want our black women to be used as stunts to get you a little further, to the line. To, right? Yeah, or yeah. or make your or build your name recognition. I mean, but, she's done enough on her own. She got it. So well, here's the thing for me, and and, I, and I've spoken to it with some friends as well. You don't have a seat to offer anybody. The first thing a presidential candidate has to do mm-hmm. is you win. You get through a primary. Exactly. You get through right. a general election, and then you assemble a team. Now, you can absolutely have people in mind that you want to pick, but you have to win, mm-hmm. right? Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. And it, when I hear a presidential candidate tell me who they're bringing along as a vice president, part of it feels very arrogant. Yes, right. It, very arrogant. And part of it feels very, like, very posturing, mm-hmm. very oh, yeah, very for the, for the crowd. Yes. When I want you to tell me, here's how I got Iowa. Here's how Florida's coming along with me mm-hmm. and, and to deliver. Right. One of the biggest mistakes that a political genius, and I'm going to call Hillary Clinton a political genius, made was mm-hmm. she underestimated her opponent. And right. that was Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. The first time. The first time. The second time, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Right. Hillary Clinton the campaign put a lot of emphasis on Super Tuesday without recognizing that the whole process was a proportionality system. There's no knockout on Super Tuesday. If you get 60%, he gets 40%. You get 70%, he gets 30%. It's right. not an all or nothing. Right. But then what happened is she did okay Super Tuesday, but then he knocked her out state after state after state mm-hmm. after state. Where there was like that 9 to 13 state string of wins that she could not come back from. Right. That is what Joe Biden has to ensure does not happen again. Mm-hmm. Don't sit here talking to me about who you pulling together after you win. Win. Right. Win, win on, Yeah, win on your marriage. You win, and then you take whoever you want on that ride, and mm-hmm. I'm going to support you all the way through. But don't come to my door telling me who your vice president is when you ain't even the president yet. Right. You, you're not even president-elect. Mm-hmm. Get to the finish line first. And I think that that is an issue I see with a lot of Democrats right now. Right. That excitement is there, but there's a failure to plan. Right. Um, so two things. One, um, I think that O'Rourke... Gillum, Stacy mm-hmm. are more valuable to us in Senate seats in Florida, that. Texas, in Georgia. Right? If, the idea of those those three Republican states yep. flipping blue is contingent on giving a six year Senate term mm, to right. to the to the left to a Democratic candidate. Okay. So for me. I actually thought O'Rourke running for president was selfish. You created a huge infrastructure for Democrats to win across Texas, and you don't take the opportunity in two years to just win the Senate seat. I got you. As if you, you're a senator for six years. You're only president for four. That's right. So That's your right. value in um, nominating Supreme Court justices— mm. 
um, being able to push certain legislation. Yeah, push legislation that's important to the cause. Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, because yes. we should be, as Democrats, we should be having the same conversation on the left that they're having on the right, because we know that we we need term limits for Supreme Court justices. You want I the mean, term limit? I want term limits. What does that Supreme term limit Court? look like? Like 20, 25 years, a nice long term. Okay. But I feel like if you're in your 40s, I can't expect you to still be in line with the values of the country 25 years and 25 years from or now. Or 30 years or from now. Or 30 60. or 60 yeah, yeah, yeah. years from now. I mean, that's that's absurd. Okay. The country's changed and you haven't. Look at, I mean, Trump. <laughs> like Trump is an example Clarence of an Thomas. old person. Yes, Clarence Thomas, of an old person who was completely out of touch <laughs> with the direction of this country. So, yes, they should have ran for Senate. And I think, too... Uh, we should have seen, like you had mentioned, Biden should be pushing to prove himself worthy to win, to win that yes, seat. Yes, win it. And he doesn't need he doesn't need to pander to us. He just needs to be himself. Mm. He needs to screw up and be able to live in his screw ups. That's right. I mean, you can ignore them. Trump ignores his screw ups all the time. Daily. Daily. So you, I mean, you got options. I think um, if we're taking the approach, I liked a couple of things that you brought to the floor is put the Republican plan in place mm-hmm. that he, here's the model. And, and Cheryl Underwood talked about it on um, on some of the radio shows. Mm-hmm. Older, established candidate with a young, soon to be seasoned uh, partner. Right. Mm-hmm. Front runners, older, ready to go. The younger one is learning the ropes as they go. Mm-hmm. And that's what we saw with uh, some of the presidential candidates, like mm-hmm. old, young. If that's true, Biden probably in the front, maybe one of the people you think that should stay put is coming on the journey with him. Or maybe it looks like Cory Booker. Maybe right. it looks like Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the first piece of it is put the infrastructure in place, not just to get a 2020 win, but to get a 2020 2024, 2028, 2032. When you put the mechanic in place and that machine is going, you want to get a string of wins. Exactly. Perfect example, look at the New York State Senate. Right? New York State Senate was Republican for about 40 years. Right. Democrat has got it for two years, lost it again for another 10. Mm -hmm. And so to the point you raised earlier, Republicans like to get in line. Why, Why would they rock the boat of Pataki? Why would they rock the boat of Donald Trump when we all eating? Think about a buffet. You getting your lobster. I'm getting my crab legs. I like to eat. I'm not (laughs) trying to interrupt this eating session. Why would I rock the boat on you? And so that's the mentality that we have to start getting more clear about as Democrats. Mm -hmm. Democrats want to fight it out. I'm better than you. It's my time now. What makes you more, you know, qualified Mm -hmm. than me? And some of us need to just say, "Uh, I feel like I am better than you. But I need to just sit still for a minute. Exactly. Because of the larger picture that this is going to be, it's going to benefit all of us in Mm -hmm. the long run. We've got a lot to think about. All right. Patriots, voters, citizens. We got a ton of things to think about Uh moving into 2020. We've there's so much stuff going on. Like it just it never fails. Every show there is there is a plethora of topics that I can talk about because we've got a White House. That's crazy. The world is crazy. on fire. (laughs) The world is crazy. <laughs> Some will argue the world is on fire, too. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, we out here, we just trying to make a way out of no way. Um, sure. Rashid, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And one more thing. Florida, 
we got to talk about Florida very quickly. Um, so as of the last election, right, about 500,000 to a million people who were ex-felons, ex-convicts, mm-hmm. will now have the right to vote. The um, Florida Senate Republicans are now looking to push a tax bill that says for those people, sure, you can vote, but you have to pay back the cost of your trial before you can have the right to do that. So you got to keep Florida in mind. Florida is uh, is probably to me more important than Ohio because of how many electoral college votes. And we all know Florida goes. Sometimes the country goes. That's my soapbox. Listen, they always trying to find a way to keep us from voting. So. Listen, if we can send 100,000 people, men and women, to war, we can send 100,000 men and women to vote. We've got to protect voting rights in Florida. If the folks want to know a little bit more about you, can they find you on social media? They can find me. I do not tweet a whole bunch. I know my folks' Instagram. uh, I have no post on Instagram, and I'm not sad to say it. I do a lot of Facebooking. I do a lot of LinkedIn. Rashid Hamid McDuffie, reach out. My cell number, 390 9592. Use it when it is necessary. And I look forward to hearing from you all. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Only when it's necessary. (laughs) Okay. Don't be calling him about a state that we're not in. That's right. Okay. Unless Um, it's Florida. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Listeners, thank you so much. I appreciate you. This was Citizen the Pod. What's up, citizens, voters, patriots? It's your girl, Kina Zantel. And if you want to know more about me and the show, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kina Zantel. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kina Zantel. And hit subscribe on all the podcast platforms that you're listening to the show on.